Hello and welcome in Search of Tracks podcast. We're talking about music. We might find some tracks. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. Let's go Hi, track Bob. hunting. Let's go track hunting. Track hunting. I like that. Um, we should have called our podcast track hunting. Uh, I do like <laughs> I like in search of tracks and I like that it gets it's like easily abbreviated. Like when people talk to me about it, they'll be like, Oh, I heard on Tracks Pod. Like that's cool. I like Tracks Pod too, yeah. I do too. So it's it works because I think it'd be weird if we just named the podcast Tracks Pod. Yeah. Um but having it be in search of tracks and then people just call it tracks, it's cool, you know? Um, yo, how you doing? How are we feeling today? I'm okay. It's all good. I mean, it's springtime here in New Jersey, as yo, you know. I know. I'm feeling it. I'm good up till today and bad today because my allergies hit. Um, yeah. And I got like a one-two punch to the nose. But I'm feeling that too. I did have a very good secret snack today. Oh, good. I, uh, I'm all for it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, um, got a trip coming up, uh, spring break for my son. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, we're, we're making a surprise for him, so we haven't told him, uh, except for when my significant other said to him the other night, we're going to be going to Mexico in a couple of days. And I looked at him and I was like, what are you <laughs> fucking doing? It's like, well, not a couple of days. My mom's talking about taco night, which is tonight. And I was able to cover it up. So that worked well out. Well played. I think just by the skin of our teeth, and it's good that he's eight, not nine, because that might have been all the difference to to decipher the like where's the lie <laughs> on that. That's um, so funny. But um, so, uh, how did I get to there? So, anyways, uh, I've been trying to just like chill and eat like pretty good, going on a vacation. Blah blah blah. Gonna eat bad when we get down there for sure. But was like, as you okay. do. As you, as one does, yeah, uh, like they say. But today I hadn't really eaten. I had like some little protein shake this morning. That was it. Was kind of feeling it. Um, today was a busy day in parent world. Pete uh, had piano at three o'clock. School pickups at two thirty. Piano was going to be at three o'clock, and then rec basketball is at from six to seven. Okay, so it was. Just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to soldier through, try to grab, maybe I'll make myself, you know, a little salad or just eat something in the four or five o'clock hour. Ahaha, au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> Piano got canceled. So, oh, no. A little extra playtime after school. Nice. And then I was like, hey, are, are you hungry? Eight-year-old. Yeah, I'm hungry. Let's, let's stop at that pizza place. Had a little early dinner slash secret slice. Nice. Very good. Uh, we'll have to go here. Good. Great slice spot. You know what I mean? Like that's that's truly a Northeast delight is it's getting better. It's getting better in the rest of the country. You can get a good like especially with the coal fire pizza thing. You can get a good like pizza. It's mm-hmm. not it's not what I think of. But like in New Jersey, we're so spoiled because you can just go get a slice that's so good it makes entire states worth of pizza look like trash true um, and this spot is is a good slice spot so <laughs> so i'm on the good foot other than the allergies i'm feeling good i'm excited about today's topic uh what what is the best thing you've eaten in the last three days Ooh, um i had some steak frites last night 
Ooh, I had some steak frites uh, Friday night. <laughs> that was great. Um, I had a, a kind of went out to dinner slash like, uh, this sounds corny to say, but like kind of business meeting. It's like a business partner Ooh, of mine. Yeah, so yeah. we, no, that's good. We, we had a, we had a real serious kind of business talk over some steak and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, um, love that. But I think um, I wanted to tell you a quick story about, um, a, a failed secret snack attempt that I had yesterday. Oh, let's hear it. Failed, failed so, attempt. Whoa. So a, as I was going up to North Jersey, um, I left my house on the shore around noon, um, because I was going to work at this office up, up North yep. for a little bit and then get dinner with my friend. Um, so I had a small salad around noon at my house mm. and then left right after. And my wife was like, that's all you're having for lunch. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm not that hungry. My plan mm. was to go to Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because Taco oh. Bell is right on the way to the parkway from Easy. where I am in New Jersey. So quick drive through. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm driving up. Um, I had probably like a 20 minute window because you never know how much traffic there is in North Jersey. It can be, yep. it can get really mixed up sometimes. Yeah. got to be careful. Don't want to be Yeah. Late. So, so I'm heading up there and for whatever reason, the Taco Bell drive-through is like way backed up. Like, Oh no. Oh no. Like it was a problem. So I sat in it for five minutes, five minutes becomes 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? There's no secret snacks today. Had to go. So, so to I, ate, out. I ate the cliff bar that I had and that was oh, that was it. That was the oh, replacement secret snack. That's like the cliff bar of disappointment. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like a it cliff bar is a fine. Bummer. It's it's a fine edible thing. Yeah. But if you're getting that in place of like little little quick drive through meal, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. It's like it's the like saddest. a grilled stuff burrito dude. Yeah. <sighs> a cliff bar is not a replacement. The saddest meal. Oh yeah. my god. Oh, so well, I'm going to try again one of these days and I'll, okay. I'll let you know okay. about it. Yeah. You, you, you keep me, keep me in, keep me abreast of the situation. <laughs> um, today. And that, that's uh, the, the, the cliff bar, the cliff bar of disappointment is a good segue to a concept that I'm going to talk about that it doesn't reflect this record, but, but reflects the, the record where this record may fall in some people's canon and we'll get there. But uh, Pete, what record are we doing today? We're going to talk about the Blitz record, uh, Second Empire Justice, which is their second LP. Oh, we're not going to talk about Voices of Generation? We're going to talk about Second Empire Justice. Yeah, we're talking about Second Empire Justice. Ooh, but okay. Bob, this is where I turn to you. Why are we talking about Second Empire Justice? <sighs> Pete, because this is a record <laughs> um, that one was introduced to me about... Six years ago, shout out to uh, a friend of mine, Evan Zuck, a Philadelphia guy, um, who I worked with, and he played this record, and he would play it, I wouldn't say super frequently, but he played it one time, and uh, I was like, oh, this is good, all right, you know, kind of in that, like, oh, this is good, I should ask what this is, but but didn't, you know? Yeah. Uh, And then days turn to weeks turn to months and he puts it on again and this time i caught it early i was like oh i know this from the prior listen 
what is this? And he said, oh, it's Blitz, Second Empire Justice. I was like, wait, what? Like Blitz, like Voice of a Generation, you know, like Warrior Eeyores. Um, <laughs> a, a punk uh, oi band from Britain, um, England, uh, in the early 80s, who this is their second album that uh, that I had always been told was like, oh, yeah. Don't go there. And I didn't. Because, and this is where we're going to talk about that cliff bar of disappointment. For anyone in the uh, world of of punk at large subculture music, uh, where both Pete and I have kind of cut our teeth a bit, um, been involved, etc., etc., there's certain lines that don't get crossed or you don't want to cross them. Um, and it's what I, I, when I was thinking about this record, it's the unforgivable, unforgivable bad of a punk turn record. Mm. There's a lot of different examples of this. I'm not going to go into that and, and, and whatever, but, but this fell into that bucket to me um, where I had experience enough with, with, especially first or you know early 80s even late 70s punk and, and hardcore band records where they made such a like uh, turn away move or or change in sound that it didn't just feel like wait this is bad but it felt like a betrayal you know what i'm talking about pete absolutely i mean the first thing that comes to mind for me is ssd Right, right. That's a good example. And, and you know, there's lots of examples of this, and I'm not going to get into all of it. I, I think there's people who are better suited to do that out there. Um, but this record kind of, I had for a long time lumped it into this world. Um, I had really said, like, thought in my head, like, oh, yeah, they must, they went bad like so many other bands. And, um, and quite often, I got to be real when you have this weird ardent love and investment in their punk record or their sound Mm -hmm. and the passion that generates when they turn and start doing something else, all of a sudden your investment drops and very frequently, I don't, I think good and bad becomes arbitrary and you just start, stop being an arbiter. If, if it even is good or bad, you just, are out on it to start. Right. That's where this record fell until I heard it several times, enjoyed it and was kind of hit in the face with it. I am not alone in this. This record has sort of gotten a real second wind because an entire generation of people started listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, major credit to whoever, you know dusted this one off and said hey actually this record doesn't suck like this is pretty pretty good like why like i have to be honest blitz were a band who in the like punk oi you know genre were really early on and like it's not like they were on the present but they were kind of hard to miss um part of the whole no future thing and no future records, the, a label that put out a lot of like UK punk stuff, um, mm-hmm. UK two stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just, 
Voyager Generation comes out in 1982. Second Empire Justice comes out in 1983. <laughs> what? That's insane. What? So, um, I think it's a really fun one to talk about, revisit, um, give a little bit of an ear to. Uh, I have I am familiar with this record a bit, but never gave it like this academic listen. Uh, I have now. Pete, what was your familiarity, if any, with this record or the band Blitz? All right, so I'm not gonna lie. This was really, really fun for me because awesome. I don't know anything about Blitz, nor do I know anything about like. Like the whole street punk slash oi slash oi adjacent, yeah, kind of zone, yeah. I really don't know much about it. Um, I had heard Voice of a Generation. I know the hits. Yep. Um, I, I'm like really vaguely familiar with it. I've been around it, but like yeah. it was never anything I went to. It's nothing I ever owned. Um, so, you know, you brought up the idea to cover this record and I was like, cool, let's do that. And then I look it up on Spotify and I notice, which I'm going to pose this to you at a certain point. Cause I don't know if you know, but like, there are two blitzes on Spotify and one of them has voice of a generation on it. And one of them has second, second empire justice and the killing dream on it. Yeah. And I'm like, that has to be some sort of legal, like kerfluffle going on. Um, so I don't know the whole thing. I, I, I was just like, this is not what I thought blitz sounded like. I, in fact, I know this is not what blitz sounded like, but I, but I, I, I like it, you know, for the most part. Um, so, but it was the, really interesting. The interesting thing is there is, you're totally right. There's two blitzes, um, not to be confused with two blintzes, which is uh, a very, very excellent <laughs> secret snack. Um, love to have a couple blintzes right now. Correct. But the blitz that has voice of a generation on it has a little, little secret because it has a compilation called The Albums, which features all of the records. And I noticed that today, in fact. Yeah. yeah. So the, it's kind of hidden. The other one, as you mentioned, just has Second Empire Justice and The Killing Dream. Um, I'm very curious about it. Bless you. <sighs> allergies so um i'm very curious about it i don't have knowledge on it um and, and let me also just be kind of clear i know voice of a generation i can probably sing some of these songs that i don't even realize i can sing uh but it's been a long time since i really sat with that i did jump around a little bit I actually know the singles pretty pretty well. Um, I jumped around a little bit, just kind of playing with this, with the thought of, um, let me see if there's anything I can pick up. And I'm glad I did, because um, we'll get there. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I don't know what it's about. It sounds, as I know in the later era, um <sighs> The uh, the guy Alan Paul Nigel Miller, 
um, produced the 89 album playing all the instruments with Gary Bassnett handling vocals. So okay. they weren't, we saw there were lineup changes, but you know, um, the original lineup has Carl Fisher on vocals and then, uh, but that's, that's really for a short amount of time, I believe. So yeah, I think voice of generation is like, like, like the lineup on second empire justice is half of the lineup on voice of generation. Correct. Right? Correct. I also so, really appreciate that voice of a generation is on no future records and second empire justice is on future records. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's really, it's really clever. It's great. You know what I mean? I like it. I like the energy. <laughs> I'm so, into it. Um, again, somebody can write in. I, I think I know just who will and give us a lot more history on this. I'd love to hear it. Serious, you know, there's implications of disagreements. We can see that, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the tracks. Um, before we do, Pete, I, I said that the unforgivable bad. Um, that's one of the things I think about. I don't think it's true of this record. Do you, with your limited awareness of Blitz and what have you, do you think this is an unforgivable follow-up to Voice of a Generation? No, not at all. Okay, great. We'll get into that more. Um, High-level thoughts on this record. Were you surprised by it? Were you surprised by the sound? Shocked. Like Like, I had no idea that blitz ever toyed around with post-punk um yeah slash slash industrial slash like whatever we want to call what they're doing here um, yes because <laughs> i feel like there's a lot there's a lot of different kind of feels going on here but mm-hmm. um i i honestly just i i don't know anything about blitz so i was i just i didn't know what to expect and this is not what i expected i guess i looked at the cover art and I was like, this doesn't look like a punk record. This looks like a post-punk record. Yeah. And I think the the aesthetic kind of matched the sound in 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 a certain respect. So um but but that being said, like I I guess I just never knew that they went this direction. And now I'm actually very curious to hear the third record because I feel like it's gonna be extra weird. So um we'll see. But but yeah, I had no idea what to expect here. And this is like I w- I was surprised. For sure. First time, as I detailed that story, when when I was told this is Blitz, I, I did a like a you know what 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 kind <laughs> yeah, of in my I head, mean, yeah, uh, and was amazed by it. And as I said, I've listened to it, but I didn't give it the academic listen. Um, there's a couple of strings that I think you can make between the early material and this one. Um, it's interesting because it's earlier on in the record. Uh, something that we've talked about a lot is the idea that <clears throat> there's in-between records. There's records where bands are trying to sw- move into a later phase or a different phase of what they're doing. Or sonically, they're trying to go for something different. But you can see they're leaning on what they already know. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that this, but mostly in the first half of the record. And yeah. um, it's structural. It's It's kind of interesting to hear it. I was able to, to pick a few of those out. Um, and yeah, I had a fun time doing the academic listen on this one. And I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to. The one complaint I'm going to lodge on this, it's a little bit long. Yeah, and it's all of what, 30-something minutes? 33 minutes or something? Yes, so uh, we'll have to reckon with that as we go through. Yeah. 
Are you ready to start the track by track? Let's do it. First song, Flowers and Fire. So my first note is just what I already said. I mean, this is like not what I was expecting to hear from a Blitz record. Um, this is a post-punk song to me. Um, it's Very like, much so. Yeah, I mean, it's... My note was decidedly post-punk. Yeah, I mean, but it's like... Then there's like, you know, goth, noise rock, post-punk. Like, I, I kind of put them all in the same category in a way. Yes. Um, I really like this song, though. It's a great start to an album. I think there's a lot... There's There's really good energy to it. The production feels a little clunky. Yep, um, like they're figuring I, it out. Yep. Yeah, but I feel like like that's it's it's half them figuring it out and half half intentional in a way. Okay. Yep. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, I was shocked, but then I was like, hey, this is kind of cool, actually. So. So yeah, decidedly post punk, like a synth. You see, get those synths. Um. You're right. We're we're using post punk. I think there, there's a way you can label this post punk, but it's serving as more of an umbrella. But 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 this song specifically, there's a couple. Flowers and fire still has that anthemic street punk oi undertones and structure of the yeah. song. You change the guitar tone, different vocal track, maybe you. Uh, hit the drums a little harder. <laughs> right. This song could have been redone in the style on vo- of Voice of a Generation, and it would work. Yeah. And that situates it in a very unique place because I don't typically associate street punk or oi and post-punk as having very similar structural leanings or, or underpinnings. But here we get some of it, and it's like weird, and it makes the choruses a little bigger and pulls them to the front. Mm-hmm. It also makes the chorus on this song specifically probably the catchiest on the record. Yep. So really I cool, interesting, and it, it, I was glad it was. That's the kind of thing I never picked up before listening to this and going, okay, like let me really pull this apart and and that's where i got to on this song i I was pretty impressed with it so um that is the the little node that i started following go okay where on this record do i do i can do i hear it throughout are there points where i stop hearing it where are we at so um flowers of our really really good opener by the way yeah no i think it's great second song underground um i really like this song it's 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 more of kind of like an ethereal feel on the verse um, rather than like the big sing along like like the the verse is really ethereal and then the 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 chorus is really sing alongy and big kind of like what you're talking about yep where it could be a street punk song if done differently 
Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cool song. Um, they're really going for it with the, the effects, like those like seagull effects in the background or like uh-huh. whatever that sound is. Um, dude. All right. So what you just said about like the street punk kind of adjacent big choruses, mm-hmm. what I thought and how I came to this song in particular and, and kind of secondarily the first song and I don't mean this as a diss in any way, but I'm I'm a big Cold Cave fan. Mm, I mm. like that band a lot. Yeah, I heard a lot of Cold Cave in this. Where that like, makes you that makes you flip it around. <laughs> exactly where where I'm like, oh, he came to kind of goth post punk through punk and hardcore, and this was like essentially the same thing. Yep. Right where like. He he actually and I I don't I'm I'm not claiming that this was intentional I don't know but there's a there's a Cold Cave song called Underworld USA oh and it, it and it has like a similar feel to this song interesting like, I'm like gonna have to big, look at that big chorus and 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 I love it because I love like a big chorus but um I love the Cold Cave song and I like the 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 Blitz song. But it's like I saw a lot of crossover there, and 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 then I thought to myself, like, was Wes like the weirdo listening to this record that really like secretly liked it, you know? Because that could be the case. Um, because this is a good song, so there's nothing to be ashamed about, even if people were telling you that it's not worth listening to. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. If somebody made this one, it's like, um. I think this might have quietly been a record that more people knew about, but you had to be getting into the post-punk side of things. And then it's like whisper in a secret handshake. Check out that Blitz record. Yeah. I mean, um, dude, if you're a Joy Division fan and like, I don't, I don't think there was anything to be ashamed of, of being a Joy Division fan when we were kids, aside from no. like, it was not, it was definitively not punk or hardcore. Um, if you play this after you, take unknown pleasures off the turntable it's like okay cool you know it's like there's no yeah. difference oh, there's, oh. there's not a there's not a huge difference there no and i mean that's sort of where i get to on this is that so on this track you still get a little bit of that vocal cadence and timing that could be done just as well on a noi record but it works really well here too on this song you were dead on about some of the sound stuff there's some real sound experimentation. It reminds me a bit of the Colin Newman solo material. Mm, yeah. Um, a bit because it doesn't always ring as necessary to me, but they were clearly trying things and kind of playing with like, what can we do with sounds here? And in that, man, maybe I'm just getting like hair in my ears, but like, I appreciate it more as I get older. I'm not saying it actually goes down smoother, but I appreciate the energy of trying for it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, another really good song, and, and I think it's, like, cool. So, um, next track, Afterlife.
going first? Steady beat sway. <laughs> yeah. So it's you kind of got that kind of thing. Um, if you're like, wait, what the hell is he talking about? Think about the way Courtney Cox is dancing in the Dancing in the Dark video. <laughs> you could kind of do that to this song. Maybe yeah. even a little less hand movement, but just the back and forth of the shoulders. Um, this is the first track that feels much more detached structurally, structurally from their earlier material. A bit dancier. Okay. It's good. Doesn't pull me in as much as the first track, but I like it. And it's actually for this type of a song, it kind of moves pretty quick. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I feel that. I, uh, the, the, the off-putting part about this song for me is just the 45 seconds of intro nonsense. Yeah. Like, why do we, why do we need that? It just, it just kind of fucks up the whole flow of it for me. Um, underground I think has like a 15 second ish kind of noise intro going on. Yep. And for me, it just, it, it, it really like underground. It's, it's forgivable. Acolyte, it's like, what are you guys doing? This is actually like you're 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 shooting yourselves in the foot here because you're you're screwing with like the actual flow of the album. Yep. But that being said, once it kicks in, I think the song has like really good energy. Um, it's more straightforward. I feel like it's less experimental than the other songs in a way. Oh, um, sure, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's much more rote to a post punk or like it's not quite new wave, but synthy electronic form yeah. of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds like it almost sounds like a Cure song, like sped up to forty five RPMs. Ah, you hit the Cure. Good. There's there's two or three bands that I think deserve some mention. Obviously, we've mentioned a few already, but a few more that we haven't hit that are on my like check them off. The cure there. You can hear yeah. a lot of early Cure influence on this record. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like that, but like that being said, I think I like when, when they're experimenting more, which I, I, I say experimenting, like, I don't even, I just know of blitz is like a, an oi punk band. Right, right, right. So, so I just like, I, I'm just like, <laughs> Moving okay. further away from that. If you make that the center post. Yeah. Like, honestly, had I not known, like, had I not been able to just pull up discogs, I, I would have thought to myself like, oh, maybe Blitz just had one like oi punk record that everyone liked. And then they had like a whole like decades long career of like post punk experimental records. <laughs> like, honestly, I had no idea. So, um, but uh, this song is cool. It didn't hit me as much as the first two. I like no, the first yeah. two a lot. And me this too. one is like fine. So. Uh, it moves into a song I do like quite a bit, which is Into the Daylight. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> I mean, this is a poor man's new order. It's, yep, it's that's exactly it, right. <laughs> it's 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 good. It's it's yeah. not bad. It's it's uh, like it, a great attempt. A lighter feel here. This is new order creeping in as opposed to Joy Division. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I like it. It's it's not it's not clone, but there's a heavy influence. Yeah. I mean, the chorus is interesting. Um, it's like, like, it's funny because they're all trying to harmonize and it kind of like barely works. 
Like it, it feels off key and I can't even tell if that's intentional or not. Like it's, but it adds to the charm of it. Yes. Um, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's not something I'm going to go back to all that often, but I, I appreciate they were truly going for it. And I appreciate oh, and that. I like this song. I, I, I think this is a good song. It's not great, but it's, it's, I, I like it. I think of the first four songs, you have three keepers. And yeah. uh, the one that's not is is pretty clear to me. Yeah. Um, the next track, telecommunications, and I, I want to note the transition from into the daylights, into the daylight, into telecommunications. I thought was awesome. Yeah, um, I like. We that talk too. about we talk about flow as one of our our milestones. So hopefully we can start highlighting it. Song to song flow is really cool, and it's not necessary. But when it when it lands, it lands, and this is this is a point where I think that transition between the two songs is awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, telecommunication. I actually I love this song. Yes. Um, and this one, um, I misspoke before when I referenced Cold Cave. So Cold Cave Underground does remind me of Cold Cave, but telecommunication is actually the song that reminds me of uh, the Underworld USA Cold Cave song. Yeah. It has a similar feel to that, but. Um, I really like the kind of rapid fire synth sounds happening in the background, kind of juxtaposed with this like more or less straightforward mid pace tune. Yep. Um, it's cool. Like this is, and like there's a big chorus on this one. I think it works really well. And I, I, th- I, I really like this song. And I think they're now on by this track, we're feeling almost wholly detached from the voice of generation structures for sure. Um, this song is closer to Depeche Mode than punk. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was listening, I was going back to some of the early Depeche Mode and, you know, it's, there's some of it, there's a couple records that predate this for sure. So, um, they're one that gets a little bit lost because they had such major success, but some of those early Depeche Mode records are really good. Speak and Spell? Yeah. Speak and Spell has tracks. Tracks on tracks. Yeah. Um, we actually should talk about that record. The one after that, which is, what is it, Under a Dark? Uh, Not Under a Dark Light. It's, uh, hmm. There's that, it's like, yeah, we got to look Whatever. it up. Whatever. The, 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 the Depeche Mode record after Speak and Spell is uh, not as good in my opinion, but very interesting in a not great way. A Broken um, Frame. There we go. And then construction um, time again. This song was really good. And I started to go, oh, they found something. And you almost, not every record feels like this, but for some reason, this one does where it feels like they're working through, like, where are we getting to with this? Where are we getting to? And then they start to hit some of the notes um, of what they wanted to be doing. And I wouldn't say the rest of the record nails it, but this is a highlight. I think this might be the uh, second best song. I think Flowers and Fire is the best song, but I think this is the second best song. I think Telecommunication is my favorite song on the record. Ooh, I love that. Very but cool. It, but, it, but it varied. I mean, I love Flowers and Fire. Um, I, lo- I love Underground. So, like, yeah I, yeah, I I really, really like a few of these songs. Yeah. Let's get to a song that um, I have to be honest, I didn't love, but um, the song is called White Man. Uh, lyrically very confusing and weird. White man, white man, 
I didn't read the lyrics. I just, I, I, I mean, it. Well, why don't we talk about does, the does sound? Does he say anything I, other than white man? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, why okay. Don't we, why don't we talk about what your thought about the song, and I'll, I'll pull up the lyrics and we can sample those. All right. So, I'm going to say this. I hate this song. It's bad. It's bad. It's 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 like really really bad. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like I've mentioned my wife a lot in recent episodes, but it's because half of the time she has to suffer through me listening to this stuff when I'm just driving around, <laughs> and, you know, around the house or whatever. So, yeah. um, this song came on and it's funny because she like, she really liked the first half of the record. Yep. She was like, who is this? You know, what's going on? And then this song came on and, uh, we hated it so much, but we like, it became a joke. Yeah. And, and that actually, because it became a joke, it became kind of fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> so like, so I don't know. I mean, it, it became a funny inside joke, so I'm cool with that. But like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's no, like, it's, it's like, it's, it, it's six minutes long and it, yeah. it feels like a studio demo that they never finished. Yeah. It's um, so, so you get a harsher sound right out of the gate with this really rough bass sound. Um, it's sort of, if you, you know, it's almost hits industrial, but not, um, where where we went from this beautiful move of like into the daylight being like a new order light song into nice transition into telecommunications one of the highlight tracks of the record undeniably then you hit like a low point and you're like oh what the hell are you doing on this one um really awkward awkward chorus lyrically doesn't do anything I, i couldn't even find the lyrics and maybe that's for the better it's not great pete I think we no. can call this the the uh, the low point. Is that the nadir of the record? So uh, yeah, not not good. Um, yeah, like terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's keep it moving. Uh, yeah. The next song is for you. Uh, this is. It's a rebound. It comes back up. I mean, anything that you do after White Man is going to be a rebound. But like, but but yeah, this is this is pretty good. I don't I don't think it's as strong as anything uh, before White Man. Yeah, look, um, look, look, look. White Man's so bad. It probably <laughs> is one of the worst songs we've talked about on this podcast. And yes. and like, if you said no, 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 it's a parody song, like. That might nudge it up a little bit, but it's still like, nah, man, that's like, this is bad stuff. I mean, so. do you th- like, it's, it's so bad that I think to myself, like, what did they think that this, did they actually think this was good or did they just put it on as kind of like a fuck you to everyone that thought that like, 
they were like the, they knew that their this record was going to be kind of received in a weird way. So were they just like, hey, this is like the song that we're like we're going to yeah, like, make everyone it. hate us? Yeah. Like, like I don't know because it, 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 it kind of feels like that. Like like the intentionally challenging song could be. Yeah, it could be. So uh, yeah, to me for you. Um, it flourishes a bit. They're exploring the sound. Um, it's more expansive and big room, like in terms of like, it feels like it's a big open room that they're working with. Yeah. It's a refreshing pace and tempo, especially off white man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty chill. I thought it was a good track. Not the best. Certainly, certainly not as strong as the first half of the record for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't have like a huge chorus the way that some of the the early songs do. Yes. I do like that it's 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 like it's almost like kraut rocky in the way that they just kind of find a groove and like like play on it and just keep oh, it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. So 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 I like that actually. Um, but but I guess I guess like again, not knowing much about Blitz, what I do like about this record is the big choruses and yep. like that kind of punk song structure fit into this like post-punk sound. Format. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is not that, but that being said, I do like this song. So yeah, yeah it's good. It's, it's them trying to play around with more stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, skin skin. So I feel like this song has more of an industrial feel than the rest of the album. Yep. Um, it's cool. It's they're they're again they're playing around with sound, but that being said, like it it drags on a little bit for me, um, and it's not it's not a highlight. And and honestly, like after after White Man, I'm like I'm kind of tired. So so yeah. this one like doesn't do much to like bring me back in, and as a result, I guess it doesn't affect me as much. Yeah, it's it's industrial ish. Um, has that electronic kind of like buzzing repetition definitely on the harsher side i don't love when they go here i don't think it i think they actually are quite tuneful and it's nice like uh, yeah. i think they should be leaning into the into the daylight telecommunications for you um and avoiding this it's fine but it's not it's not doing anything for me especially as we're getting this late into the record i don't in terms of flow and placement there's it doesn't leave room to go like oh this is bringing me to a place you know yeah. All right, and the last song on the record, HMK Gray. Honestly, 
this one is like fine. I it it didn't affect me much. I don't feel like it's much of a closer. Nothing really grabbed me here. It feels kind of unfinished. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't need it really. So uh, I don't know. It, th- this this record honestly ended with kind of a thud for me. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. Um, it uh, once again, I underrated the closer factor. Um, not a not a super strong closer. I think it could have been. It's fine. It's better than Skin or White Man for sure to me. Mm-hmm. Um, ghostly kind of haunting sound, teasing some gothic overtones, but it returns to center on that synthy new wave energy here. Yeah. Um, good, not great. As a closer, mm, leave something to be desired. So, so I think our, our overall on this is that uh, came in like a lion and went out like a lamb. Yeah, I mean, this one, like, I, I feel like if I had a vinyl copy, yeah, I, I, ima- I imagine White Man starts the, the B-side, right? So, yes, that is the first song on the B-side. The I mean, A-side would get played. Dude. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would play the fuck out of the A-side and, like, never play the B-side. Which is to me sad because I, I well you weren't as, as high on for you I think for you is a good song maybe not great but yeah otherwise I can and, and telecommunications is the end of the A side so yeah yeah the B side is is um is the losing side of the coin this time yeah all right let's go ahead and give some ratings holistic quality the generic praise portion of this out of twenty I'm gonna give it an eight an eight yeah i mean like okay no i'm with it. i don't know i don't know the the holistic thing i i don't know how to explain it's just no there is no explain it's like okay it's almost like this is this a good record yeah it's fine then you're right good you're 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 hitting the pocket yeah is this is this a really good record no if I felt at all strongly about this, it would be over a 10. Exactly. If yeah. this is a good record, I gave it a 12 because I think I'm like, yeah, this is a good record. But I'm not. If somebody's like, is it a really good record? I go, eh, let's pull back from that a little bit. Yeah. This is a, when you said good, fine, that puts you at an eight. That's perfect. That's how you explain that. Cool. Highs out of 10. I gave it a six because I think the highs are really good but the best they are is a surprising nice song on a mixtape kind of like whoa what is that peak your interest perk your ears really good but they're not total earworms they're more like pleasant surprises yeah no i i gave it the same for the exact same reason lows out of 10 so, I mean, here's a question. Can I give it a one or do I have to, or uh, can, can I give, give it, it a zero? zero? You can give it a zero. Yeah. Okay. S- zero. I mean, uh, white man is like one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave it a two Okay. Uh, for white man. And then skin didn't do much for me either. No, but, but white man is, is, is notable. <laughs> okay. Like, like I actually, I, I question, I just I quite if if I knew that they did that as like as like a punk thing to do, 
then I might give it like a three. Yeah, like challenging song. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, here we are. Uh, it's the overall, thing is like no one's ever gonna really like that, right? You know, no one's ever like, gonna really like, like that they song. can't even like playing that. No, that's not fun. That's like that's a you you if they ever played it live, come on, what are you doing? Right, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, overall competency and how they compare to their peers at the time. It's tough because they were between places. Yeah. If you compare Blitz, Voice of Generation, to their punk boy counterparts, it's like an eight. Um, you know, it's it's pretty high up there. Uh, comparing this to like post-punk and new wave, I'm going to be kind and give it a five. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's who, who are we comparing it to? Are we comparing compare it to punk to, bands or are we comparing <laughs> it to like Joy Division? We compare it to Joy Division, we compare it to some of the bands we name-checked. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's nice for deep cut material, and like we're we're highlighting it for a reason. We want you to listen to it. Yeah, but this is not New Order. This is not The Cure. This is not Depeche Mode. This is um yeah. You know, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Drag factor. Does this record drag? I said it doesn't really drag for me. White man is a skipper. Skin. The B side starts to lose me, but it's not long enough that I'm out. So I give it a seven. Yeah, I mean the the B side is pretty rough for me. Um, the A side is great. Yeah. So I kind of split the get, split the difference. Gave it a four. Okay. Uh, flow out of ten. I am going to give it. I think the A side flows so well that it it carries it. Um, if if it had a if this had a B side that was seventy percent of what the A side was we'd have a lot different conversation. Oh yeah. But I think the flow is there. I'm giving it a seven. Mostly some of the strength of the, the, the songs, the song flow on that a side is really strong. Sure. I think the song flow is there on the a side for sure. The B side it's rough. So I split the difference. and gave it a five. Fair. How about the aesthetic? Um, I think it's a little bit secondhand. Yeah, but I like it, and I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, I, I actually, I kind of like the album cover. It, I really it, like it. It's one of the ones that, on initial glance, I'm like, okay, cool, I like it. And then when I look at it more, I like it more. <laughs> I yeah, think I the mean, sketch image is really weird. Um, I like the the text placement. I like the title of the record. I think it's odd. It feels. A little bit arm's length, which is almost what you want from a post-punk record of this time and, and the sound. Um, so right. I think it's a, a content meets form thing. So I give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, no, I, th- I I do think it's cool that they obviously were making a huge shift in, in their sound and then made that very kind of... The whole thing was very intentional, and I think the cover art reflects that. Um, and I like the cover art, so I give it a 6. Impact and influence. I've never heard of this record before you mentioned it to me. So, <laughs> so it can't so, be that high. So I'm going to give it a one. Wow. Um, I think this is gaining some influence and might be influential outside of my sphere, but it's not, it's not loud out here. And I went through my entire adolescence as a punk, not knowing it. So I'm giving it a four. A little bit I mean, of benefit yeah. of the doubt. 
No, I mean, that's cool. I, I'm with that. I just, I mean, it's like, if you come to this record, there's no way you come to this record without having heard all of the influences that brought them to this. Right. So oh, like, yeah. so I think that's where I just, I was like, okay, yep. No, and nobody's coming to post-punk through. The no, that's, Blitz that's, album. that's actually a great, great point. Nobody's coming to it. This is deep cut genre piece almost. That said, I like it. And yeah. I was impressed with it not being the uh, unforgivable bad. So I'm giving it a five out of 10 for the intangibles. Cool. I'm going to give it a four um, just because I, I didn't know anything about this. And honestly, the, the A side was like crazy impressive to me. Um, it wasn't until and I then got they the lost you. Yeah, they really lost me. But like, but, but I was like, man, why is this not something that I ever heard before? Because I, I really thought it was really good. Yeah, so I like that. All right. So my final score was a 55 out of 100. I gave it a 38. Wow, look at you. Vicious. <laughs> um, despite having good things to say about it, and despite yeah. enjoying some of these songs. Uh, Pete, we didn't do this on every recent episode, and I f- hate when we don't because I really like this question. Well, we didn't do it last week on Bowie, and I think I think, but I think it's obvious we're both, yeah, we both adding Bowie. Yeah, we both, yeah. yeah and we both, I have it. So yeah, we got it. Um, will you be adding Blitz Second Empire Justice to your collection? Yeah, you know what i i I looked it up because I thought I'm always interested just to see like, is this like a five hundred dollar album right, that like no. has never been repressed? <laughs> like, I, I just always think because sometimes that's the case, you know. So it's yep. it's always funny. Um, but I guess it's been repressed recently. Yep. It's pretty easily accessible. So, yo, if I see this for, if I see this for $15, I will buy it. All right. I like that. Uh, yeah, I would like an original copy of it for less than 30. Um, and I would buy it and the B side wouldn't get played that much. Yeah. Is that it? We done? No more blitz. No more blitz. Unless we want to do a review of uh, NFL Blitz, the nineties video game that tried to replicate NBA Jam as a football video game. It was pretty good. It was actually kind of fun. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it next week. Until then. Stay tuned.